Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. with women who inspire us. The three of us together have a lot of experience discussing real issues that affect real women. Now, we're giving you a chance to actually hear how we talk about the topics in the newsroom behind the scenes here on the Oklahoma Women Want to Know podcast. Tell us who you are. Um, I'm Gary O'Dell, Braden's dad. Okay. Let's start uh, Friday. Friday morning, we get a message in the newsroom that there is an active shooting going on at the Broken Arrow High School, and parents are freaking out. So tell us about your morning and in, in your morning. Um, it was kind of interesting because we were actually in Chicago at the time because our daughter Mercedes, who's Miss Oklahoma, is in Chicago for the national pageants, which, uh, quick little plug, she came in first runner-up. Nice. That's a fantastic. Very, and also a national cover girl queen. So wow. quite proud. But it actually, we were actually going to a museum at the time, and it, quite interesting, Mercedes said, hey, our school's on lockdown. You're like, what are you talking about? High school, it's on lockdown. And she actually made a joke at the time that uh, – uh, wonder where Braden is, that kind of thing. And then a little bit later, she actually says this, we're still driving to downtown Chicago. Braden is under arrest. And we think she's obviously kidding with us, you know, you know, teasing her brother. Uh, uh, and uh, no, Braden is under arrest. And she then she shows us a picture of him being walked. Uh, it's actually a short video that's online on, uh, of him being walked in handcuffs, followed by six police officers with AR-15 shotguns and the like, being walked uh, uh, down a sidewalk and uh, uh, being filmed from obviously a classroom by a student. And that's how our morning unfolded. When when you saw that video, what was going through your mind? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just like, and think about it, we're in Chicago. We can't be there. Right. And what the heck is going on? I will say this. Uh, my wife and I, my daughter's in the car, my son Christian, who's 12, is in the car. We, are, we know our son. We raised good kids. We really, really did. And we're like, well, there's something wrong here because Braden would never do that. We just, you know, you know, your, you know your children. And we, I mean, you hopefully do, but we do. And we're like, well, something's going wrong because Braden would never do that. And so then we're trying to get a hold of him. And of course, <laughs> Braden being handcuffed, can't answer the phone. And so there's a whole period of time there where we're just in limbo trying to figure out what's going on. And we actually went to this museum and we're walking through this museum, obviously kind of going through the motions because we're, our minds more like what's going on at home. Mm -hmm. And then finally, I would say after about an hour, um, Braden actually turned 18 in January. So I actually texted him saying, um, you have the right to remain silent, and and only because you just never know. You, you say the wrong thing and mm -hmm. and innocently get yourself in trouble. And so uh, at that point, when I texted that shortly after that, I got a call from one of the female officers with the Broken Arrow Police Department to finally inform us what was going on. Okay, so tell us what really happened. 
It was just, um, I really think the start of it was definitely just a, you know, social media dispute I had with this group and one of the people didn't like me. And so I think they made that call, um, which making these false allegations that weren't true. And yeah, and it just, I, I really feel sorry for the people that had to go through that at the high school. You know, not only was I hurt, but they were also hurt and, and it's just, and you know, I'm and me and my family are continue continuing to still hurt because of the threats and just the people on social media just being how they be. You know. <laughs> okay, so there was no fight in the bathroom. There was no fight. There was. Um, so again, this is just the joy of social media. Um, someone um, made a fake, a false accusation, um, saying that my friend had a gun, which wasn't true, and and then he was trying to get them riled up and trying to get them in a fight. And I happened to just be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I was just like, Hey, you don't know all the facts. You know, I was trying to break up the fight. And the surprising thing was, is, you know, there was a teacher just standing right there doing nothing. There was, wow. a, the, yeah, I know. And he, I just, I don't know what was going through his brain. I'm like, you know, I'm doing your job. This is, you're supposed to, you know, <laughs> split these people up. But yeah, it was just a social media dispute. People didn't know the facts, and he was just spreading around rumors and stuff like that. I'm going to leave his name out of this, but mm -hmm. yeah, um, it was just ridiculous. Okay, so you're so. sitting in class, and no, SWAT it, comes it, in? or it, what, How did that happen? Wait, I'm sorry. Repeat that again. Did the SWAT team come in and arrest well, you? How were you sitting in class? One yeah, thing, one thing class. to note before that, that incident in the bathroom, uh -huh. Braden's trying to break it up. This, the teachers there, the school comes in, they clear it all up. They're like, all right, everybody go back to class. Everything's fine. And at that point, it seemed like everything was solved. But somebody in that bathroom, not to be named, obviously, uh, was then the person who called their parent to say, hey, I'm scared. There's a kid that's threatened me who has a gun here at school. And then the, and then the parent is the one that called 911 that led to where you're going now. So there was three of you in the bathroom. Mm. There was the two kids there, there that was, were fighting, arguing, and then you were trying to break it up. Yeah, and there was a few other people okay. in there too. And like, yeah, and then of course the teacher walked in kind of like halfway through me trying to break them up and explain that, hey, you don't know all the facts. There's kind of some social media things going on. And yeah. Okay, so then you go from the bathroom back to class. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? Uh, well, nothing much. Uh, I just go about my day. Um, when the cops came in, it was around fourth hour. Um, when that situation happened, it was around, I want to say, second hour. So. so you had some time to pass. Af after the incident in the bathroom, mm -hmm. before the police arrived in yeah. your fourth period, were you— moving on did you mentally move on from that whole thing or were you thinking about it or so when the police approached were you surprised yeah like, absolutely how did that absolutely whenever they said they had we're having a lockdown I, I thought there was someone else on campus i didn't think it was gonna they were talking about me you know <laughs> <laughs> wow I, I was just yeah and i mean after that incident i kind of i kind of moved on with my day and it was just crazy. Well, and you told me, in fact, when they announced the lockdown, like everyone else, you got down. Yeah, I hid underneath prepared. the desk. I got prepared because I thought someone was on campus, but little did I know. <laughs> that you were hiding from yourself. Yeah, I yeah. guess so, yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> okay, crazy. So, so then how did the arrest happen? Were you sitting in class when they came and got you? Well, or? okay, so they um, 
the cops came to the door and then they all came in. They they were all armed and stuff like that. And this, uh, this how many were there? Um, I want to say about four or five, maybe six. I'm not sure. I was a little uh, busy at the moment, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they they just called out my name like, "Hey, is Braden Odell in here?" And I was just like, uh, "Yes, I'm right here." You know, put your hands in the air, and you know, I did as I was as I was told, and they put me on the ground, put my handcuffs on, and yeah, it was a pretty scary thing. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what like I just I was I was kind of afraid not even gonna lie <laughs> yeah oh, i'd be afraid too but they took you all the way down to the floor yeah had you rolled over yeah, handcuffs was, mm, all nine yards yeah. in front of everyone too yeah well they were they were exiting people out the class but as someone was walking out they filmed me getting cuffed and, and everything that's like that. where one of those very poignant social media for me as a parent is my son on his knees with his hands up and clearly in the picture you can see an ar-15 pointed at him not not disparaging the Broken Arrow Police Department. They did an amazing job, did exactly what they supposed to do, but still yeah. it's scary. To, to see your son in that position. I've seen the video. Wow. I know what I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then did they take you to uh did they take you to the police station or where'd you go? No, they took us to a conference room, um uh just in the school and stuff like that. So what kind of questions did they ask you? And did you answer them? Did you did you say anything or did you remain silent? Uh, no, I did answer the question because I knew truly in my heart that I did nothing wrong. There was nothing going on. And, um, but it took them a while for them. I was in there just with one officer and he was just there. And they Handcuffed? Took, yeah. For like 25 minutes? Yeah. And finally they came in and I was able to give my side of what was probably going on, you know. So but thankfully, it, they believed you, and you weren't charged with anything. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm. They had proof that I haven't I hadn't done anything wrong. So, and it was just. But it's still gonna leave a scar. I mean. Yeah, that's that's why I came on here, just trying to clear the air and let everyone know that they're safe and that you know I'm I'm an innocent person. You know. So what has happened since that? You you spoke with the police. They cleared you, mm -hmm. and you were able to go about your day. Mm -hmm. What was the rest of your day like and and what has happened since then um well the rest of the day after that whole incident i went back to class and i just remember walking down the hallway and everyone was looking at me and then i checked my phone and i just see my see my face all over instagram all over the internet i was just like wow so and then went to class and then everyone's asking me what happened what happened what happened are you the school shooter i was like no none of that happened nobody's hurt and yeah, it's just it was pretty, <laughs> pretty crazy. <laughs> and now you're getting threats. Tell yeah. us about the threats. Um, some people are just making fun of me, but I did get a threat saying he, you know, try and come up at me and try and fight me and stuff like that. And then um, I've had, you know, when I play downtown and stuff like that, um, uh, Rose District, and I had some people drive by and you know, say some ugly things. Towards and when you me. say you play, you play music. You play you music. Play yes. Guitar yes. and sing. Yeah, or? guitar, sing. I've been doing it for a few years now. Uh, Rose District, they've been really good to me. I've gotten a few gigs um, doing a... Um, farmer's uh, Market. Yeah, Farmer's Market. And yeah, and I'm really part of that community down there. So, so. now you're kind of frightened. Mm -hmm. A little, I'm not, not really a fr frightened. I am afraid of that maybe someone might come up, but... You know, I think I can I can handle myself. Yeah, you're a big guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 
are you still going back to school or? Um, hopefully, um, when things calm down, I, I right. want to try and go back to right school. Right now, the school's trying to actually navigate what that looks like. And, um, uh, Mr. Starr and the school has been great too. You know, we really want to mm-hmm. put out that the, the school and the police department treated us well, did us right. You know, um, obviously the disconnect here is someone making false allegations and parents mm-hmm. immediately just calling the school because the school actually mentioned that they had solved the issue and they were as surprised as anyone else when the police showed up and, um, that it shouldn't have happened. And some student called mom and said, Hey, I'm scared. And the parent probably doing what we would all do, called the police, but they've been really great. But right now they're trying to navigate, how do we get him back into school in the right way? And, uh, because, uh, something he didn't mention is he still has students out there that believe that he is a school shooter and that he was just stopped. And that's mm-hmm. a big reason why we want to be here today is they think he was stopped and, you know, the police got there in time and stopped him from doing what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Not that, that all it was false. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the neat things about the police when they did finally call us is that we want to really express you, Mr. Odell, that Braden is completely innocent. He did nothing wrong. Uh, this was just a false report and your son is completely innocent and we're just going to send him back to school. You know, yeah, cause. I remember hearing the word uh, being tossed around on Friday that it, they were calling it a possible hoax is what police were mm-hmm. calling it at the time while they were investigating it. Mm. Yeah. And, and I just find interesting if interesting is that if the police had any question whatsoever that you were in the wrong, mm-hmm. they would never have let you just go back to class. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. They, they yeah. would have, that you would have gone home. I mean, mm. you could have gotten a, a, some sort of a suspension yeah. or end up in jail. You're yeah. 18. Oh, yeah. So... Mm-hmm. You know, you would and, think that the fellow classmates maybe would understand that. Obviously, and, and we've been told by the, there. I'm sorry, Go we've ahead. been told by the Broken Arrow Police Department too that they right now they part of the investigation has moved to the phone call because there may have been more than one. We're not sure. I've heard there might be two calls, and they want to find out the source of the phone calls. You know, the parents that called in and who that student might be connected to, and then they're they're going forward with the full investigation on the phone call now because. They, they don't play. They don't want to have to go do that kind of thing on something that was silly, you know. Yeah, they're wasting resources. So what mm-hmm. happens to the other student? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you that, you know. I mean, <laughs> he could be charged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, something that's a disconnect here, too, that maybe you want to mention, Braden, is that your friend who also, there was another student. Yeah. Braden's, Braden's the poster child because all the pictures of him, yes. but there was another student that mm-hmm. was uh, um, taken into custody too. Yeah, it was yes, actually— Yes, it was two. It was actually my uh, my best friend, um, and I think probably the person— Let's not that, mention his name, though. Yeah, no. I wasn't going to. Yeah, okay. yeah. But um, he, uh, I feel like the person that made the call, you know, they made it against me and my friend because he doesn't really, you know, care for us that much. But— um, yeah, I was really worried for him too. I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't usually get, you know, that emotional about things. But I was actually crying not for me, but for him because I was just like, what's gonna, what's gonna, what's gonna happen to him, you know? So was the argument between your friend and the one who made the call to their mom? Were those the two that were arguing in the bathroom? So, um, let me get my thoughts straight. So, um, so. This one person was trying to cause drama between my best friend and then this other person. And because that's just the type of person he is. Yeah. Again, I won't mention his name. Sure. But um, <clears throat> but he was uh, t- telling 
my best friend one thing and then telling the other person one thing just to get them all riled up and then, you know, just let them loose. Gaslighting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But kind of to answer your question, yes, that's the idea is that bathroom incident was at least the source of one of the phone calls. One Mm -hmm. of those students in that bathroom called mom and dad, said, you know, certain person has a gun, we're scared, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then there's also a possible second person that made a call too. And and aside from the whole incident Mm -hmm. and the school, which is scary enough as it is, and and it's it's terrifying to even think about a lockdown or a possible Mm -hmm. shooter and and then being arrested and on the ground and all that stuff, now you're dealing with the whole social media aspect of it. I mean, can you talk a little bit about the kind of messages you've been getting and and what that's doing to you Mm -hmm. personally? Um, yeah, um, just a lot of people, um, just making fun of me, even though, you know, it's came out that it's not true. And just a lot of people still believing that, you know, I, I've harmed people or I brought, you know, a firearm to school or that kind of thing. And then uh, like we talked about the threats and stuff like that, it's just, yeah. And it genuinely, it just makes me upset because I know that's not the type of person that I am, you know, and it just, I hate seeing my face around like that, passed around like that, so. You know what this might be considered? Have you heard of swatting? Yeah, we actually mm-hmm. mentioned that, yeah. Okay, yeah. It, this might be a case of swatting mm-hmm. where. Yeah. And I think that's why they're, I mean, the Broken Arrow Police, they do a fine job. They're not done yet. Yeah. yeah. They're mm-hmm. they're looking into it. I, I would like to speak to the social media thing because it was interesting to us as parents. Obviously, my wife Tanya and I were not that much into social media, but uh, my daughter and my son, <clears throat> yeah. So it was interesting to see it unfold in real time because um, it's almost like the children, the teenagers and them, they believe social media before they believe any news source. Mm-hmm. And it was already very shortly after it started, uh, two stab, three shot. And well after there was the all clear by the Broken Arrow Police officially and the school officially, there's still students going mm-hmm. around on social media saying, well, three, there was three kids that were killed over there. And, and, mm-hmm. and in the social media format, they were believing this. And for a long time after it was very well cleared that everything was fine, nothing happened, it was still – he still had people calling. You know, it's like, why did you shoot people? What, why would you do that? Meanwhile, you could look at any Google source and it would show everything was fine. Mm -hmm. And it is interesting to me that these um, people in social media and some adults um, believe social media before they believe news, actual news sources. And there was one situation where um, a a lady on Facebook who was in her late 20s had my son's picture up and it was very clearly him. Uh, in handcuffs with a black police officer with a shotgun behind him and said this, and it said on Facebook, uh, shooter taken into custody at Broken Arrow High School. And uh, that was up there for a while. Then there came the all clear. And I actually had to contact her on Facebook. I said, you need to take this down. You have my son's picture on your Facebook account, labeling him as a shooter that's taken into custody. And I sent her several links and I, you know, private messaged her on Facebook. Said, this is not true. You're hurting my son, an innocent son, person. You need to do your homework and take this down. To her credit, she did, she did take it down. Okay, well, think good, about, good. Yeah. Think about there are other students traumatized that day too. Oh, yeah. yeah. In yeah, the classroom. I mean, we have one um, – Coworker who has children 
in Broken Arrow High School. And he mm. was posting, we have like a, a program where we all can instant message each other. And he was posting all of these texts from his girls who were petrified. Mm-hmm. Rightly so, because it's scary. Oh, yeah. But well, it wasn't. You had mentioned that you'd seen the video, that little short video clip that was actually sourced on Fox News. It, you know, And again, we're talking real news sources showing my son being walked out in handcuffs. I mean, I mean when does that ever, I mean, you know, pull the next 30 people you know, ha- tell me it's ever happened to you. And if you listen to the audio of the person who's videotaping, there's a girl that's in, in she's crying. She's in stressful situation watching the shooter being walked out because in her mind, they just dodged, oh gosh, that's a terrible way to say it, but dodged a bullet that a shooting almost happened at our school. And in her mind, there he goes. And that's how close we came to yeah. having mm-hmm. a shooting at our school. Right. In her mind. She's crying on the audio. You can hear it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, we were freaking out in the newsroom. We, 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 were, were, we were, yeah. We were We were like, no, not Broken Arrow, not the latest one. We don't want one here. Yeah, exactly. And we were going, we were getting into breaking news mode. Yeah, we were running around. We were running around like crazy trying to figure out. Yeah, us trying to figure out what's going on because so many kids are texting their parents and the parents are sending us screenshots of what the rumors going around the school. And then parents are wanting to know why we're not reporting on what they're hearing. Well, was it confirmed? We we have to confirm it. I think also what's interesting is. you know, the teenagers are very well aware of all the shootings and everything. And, and I had to kind of refresh Braden's me- memory about Uvalde. And I said, you know, this really does it brings it home to someone like myself who uh, is very much in favor of police enforcement and doing what they have to do. So you don't want to um, talk uh, uh, disparagingly about the Broken Arrow Police Department and their response. But I said we've got choices between Uvalde, where they didn't do obviously what they should have done, and then then the situation my son up wind up being in in that in that school, where you know, four to six police officers with weapons come into that classroom. That's obviously traumatizing for my son. He won't admit it, but also the people in that classroom. Yeah. But what is what else is the choice? You know, I'm not going to you know uh, you know second string quarterback the mm-hmm. the police on this, but. None of those situations are good for those children, obviously. Maybe better communication between the school and police mm-hmm. would have been, would have helped. Yeah, I, I think so. Braden is pretty well known to Mr. Starr. He's a great vice principal out there, and um, and uh, it maybe uh, again, mm-hmm. I don't, I, yeah. I'm not going to second guess how that was handled, but still very traumatic, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe if if he was called down to the office, so the police would just. Yeah. Trying to, you know, if yeah. if the, if the police would come to the, and I'm not second, I'm not second yeah. guessing yeah. the police either. I'm pro police, and I want them to do their job, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that the law enforcement in our area does it well. Right. But um, maybe if they said, "Hey, this is the call we're getting. What's this kid like? Do you know who this student is? And mm-hmm. can we bring him down to the office, or can someone go get him?" Yeah, because a lot of times— You time know, the, moving forward. Schools, and I actually think know, that would have— a background with the in child. This, in this situation, and, and I do believe Mr. Starr said, you know, they, they weren't contacted. They were just like, we're here and we're going. Where's he at? And uh, Mr. Starr, who knows Braden very well, probably would have actually— that would probably how it would have went it down. Right. There. Mm-hmm. It would have stopped you know? there, and, and he would have you know, avoided it. I actually this. mentioned somebody the other day. Um, <clears throat> I have— you guys know Burt Williams. He, I think he works here. Yeah, real good friend of mine. That I'm 59 yeah. years old. I need to find new friends. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's I know, sitting right mad. here. <laughs> After 30 years, you can't cut him loose. You know, uh, I'm 59. I've never had a gun pointed at me. 
my son's 18. He had a shotgun, two AR-15s, and several pistols pointed at him. And that hurts my heart. Mm-hmm. It really does. Well, we appreciate you guys coming here. Mm-hmm. And I Thank think this you. is an important topic. It's a, And it's an angle to a story like this that oh, yeah. we never get to cover because people don't never, come forward. Yeah. And it's important. And this is just going to continue to happen. It just shows, like, uh, what the power of social media and just uh-huh. how, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And I would like to point out that one of the, depending on how this turns out, he might not even go back to school just because of social media and mm-hmm. how he's going to be treated. It's like, do I let him go to school and be the butt of, you know, there's a thousand, what, 2,000 kids in that school? Yeah, 3,000 actually. A lot, yeah. What grade are you in now? I'm a junior. So you'd have one more year left. So are you talking mm-hmm. about um, questioning whether he finishes the year or, uh, or maybe, he, uh, going next year too? Uh, may, at least the rest of this year, maybe at home. Because you got to realize, again, let's go back to social media. He, he's going to go to school and he's going to get pictures and video. Oh, look, I'm not kidding. This is what they're going to do to him. They're going to yeah. take pictures of him. They're going to do videos and, hey, look, the shooter's back. You know, because it, it's all about the hits. It's all yeah. about social media and who knows what he'll actually have to go through. And I'm not I'm not a coddling parent, you ask him. Yeah. And not, but, only, not only that, it's just like they want to hype up the situation. They want to look cool. They want to get t- attention. Like you said, they want to. Get views and stuff like that. Yeah, there you go. And it's just it's it's just completely sad. And, and uh, but I did want to go to school at some point just to show like, hey, I'm here. You know, I'm innocent. You know, if mm-hmm. I if I if, yeah, if, nice I, if I was guilty, I wouldn't be walking with you guys. Yeah. You know, yeah. around school. But yeah. yeah, I definitely understand your side of it. You know, people mm-hmm. taking pictures and yeah. I, I mean, if I go back, I would be prepared for it. Just just to yeah. show everyone, hey, I'm here. You know. So you've been home today, yes. and so you haven't gone back yet. Mm-hmm, not yet. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Appreciate it. And mm-hmm. uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on the Oklahoma Women Want to Know podcast. Thank you for joining us once again on Oklahoma Women Want to Know. Tune in each Wednesday at 5 a.m. for the latest episode, and don't forget to drop us a review. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.